0: We are healed. We sing, Go to Dark Gethsemane. Let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. We confess to God that we have often fallen into temptation and succumbed to sin. Holy God. We cry to you for mercy. hear the good news. God's word declares that God is faithful and he will provide the way of escape from temptation and sin. In the mercy of almighty God, his son Jesus was given to die for you to remove the guilt of your sin. For Christ's sake, God forgives you all your sins and renews a right spirit within you. His mercy endures forever because his love for you is steadfast. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, as we continue our Lenten pilgrimage, we do so in view of your mercy. We are surrounded by all kinds of temptations to sin. Strengthen us by your Holy Spirit so that we resist temptation and instead do what pleases you. We pray through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated.
1: The Old Testament reading is found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, be the epistle reading is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning verse 6. Now these things took place as, example for, for, as examples for us, that we might not desire evil as they did. Do not be idolaters, as some of them were, as it is written. People sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality, as some of them did, Therefore let anyone who thinks that he stands, take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Please rise for the reading of the Gospel. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness. To be tempted by the devil. And after fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. Then Jesus said to him, "Begone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. This is the word of the Lord. Please be seated as we sing hymn 424, O Christ, You Walk the Road. Grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our text tonight is from First Corinthians chapter ten, our epistle reading for tonight, and our, our theme again is mercy in temptation. I think one of the most prevalent causes of automobile accidents is simply distracted driving. Anybody here ever drive distracted? You know you. You pick up that cup of coffee, and and you spill it, and you try to find it as you're driving. That's always a good one. Or, you know, you're with your passenger in the car, and they ask you a question, and you turn to answer the question. Or maybe you ask them a question, and it goes the other way around. Or how about anybody ever drive drowsy? You know, on that long drive? Yeah, yeah, been there, done that. You know, the result of such distractions can be devastating. In fact, they can be deadly. Every year, nearly 400,000 injuries occur and 4,000 deaths result from car crashes involving distracted drivers in the United States. But there is another kind of distraction that is deadly, and it is spiritually deadly, and it can result in eternal destruction. And that is when you and I are distracted away from the very things of God. And it occurs when, when we lose focus from God's will and God's way. Anybody want to admit to that? Right? You know, it, 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 it happens when, when you and I are tempted to look away from the Lord and instead turn to the attractions of this world. I could ask the question, again. anybody do that? The distractions is what the Bible calls temptations. And, and during the Lenten season, we seek to focus on Christ and his cross. But so often, uh, our view is distracted by other cares and concerns of life that direct us away from our Lord, away from his will for your life and mine. And so today we consider the reality of temptation in our lives. And we seek God's power to overcome temptation. We're going to look at, as I said, our text in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. You can see uh, many of the readings up there listed on the screen for you. And and there are three insights, I hope, um, to guide us through um, chapter 10 and to guide us through the concepts and the struggle, if you will, with temptation. And so the first one that we need to recognize is that temptation is persistent. It is constantly around you and me, and it continually seeks to distract us from God. The Apostle Paul makes that point very clear in chapter 10, in verse, excuse me, verse 12 of 1 Corinthians chapter 10 when he says these words. He says, therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he falls, in other words, don't let your guard down. Temptation is going to catch you when you least expect it. And the reason that temptation is persistent is because the tempter, the devil, is persistent. Persistent. Satan and his demonic minions will do all that they can do to seduce you, all of you, and all of you who are watching online, and me, to simply Sin, you know, that little three-letter word that we all say, I don't do that. Yes, the devil has fun seducing us to do so. And in our text, Paul describes how the ancient Israelites were tempted with idolatry, with sexual immorality, with discontentment, and even with rebellion against God. And that's in verses 6 through 10 of our text. And notice what the devil did to tempt Jesus in the wilderness, as was described in the gospel reading from Matthew chapter 4. Satan again was persistent. He tempts him once, he tempts him again, and he tempts him again. And and the the devil kept trying different tactics to entice Jesus to go against God's will. And even today, Satan is tireless. If he can't get you in one area, he's going to try another until he finds a vulnerable weakness in every single one of you and me. And he will undertake to place those temptations in line of your vision so that like a distracted driver, you take your focus off of God and away from the righteous path that God directs you and me to. The evil one uses... A, a myriad of distractions that tempt us and to pull us off a of course. You may be attacked, attacked with temptations of the flesh, appealing to your appetites with lusts with pornography, with gluttony, or you may be tempted to escape the challenges of life by addictions to alcohol or drugs or even electronic media, or the temptations may come from the world as you are seized with greed for power or possessions. The story is told about a woman who was in a clothing store, and she tried on an incredibly expensive dress. And, and there was just no ways that she could afford it. And she knew it. But she was tempted to buy it anyway. And so she yelled out in the store, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> and then, she heard a devilish voice from behind her. Simply say, it looks good from back here as well. Go ahead and buy it. The devil is persistent in tempting us in so many ways. And so the second insight about our struggle with temptation is that it is progressive. Not only is temptation persistent, but it's progressive. And this means that it starts small, but grows and becomes more and more deadly in the process. Verse 13 of 1 Corinthians 10 tells us that temptation has the potential to overtake you and me. And in using these words, the text implies that temptation can eventually subdue and overcome all of us. There is a progression of effects that results from succumbing to temptation. Paul describes how the Israelites in, in the wilderness progressed from complaints against God to outright rebellion against him, and to ultimate abomination of idolatry. Remember, they built that golden statue. But you know what? The same is true for you and me. Temptation begins subtly, but then it grows, and it grows, and it becomes a destructive power. Take the example of adultery. It begins with an attraction to someone other than your spouse. You think, no harm done. Then it progresses to sexual lust. But you say to yourself, I can handle it. Next, the temptation is to have just a one-night fling. And you hear the voice say, just try it. And ultimately, you find yourself entangled into an ongoing affair that leads to the dissolution of your marriage. It starts out small. Seemingly insignificant, but when you succumb to temptation, it will frequently snowball into a situation that entraps and engulfs you. Someone has, has described the progression of temptation in this way: sow a thought, reap an action; sow an action, reap a habit; sow a habit, reap character; sow character. Reap your destiny. Temptation is progressive as it inch by inch leads you and me away from God and his will into a spiritual danger and even destruction. And with each progressive step into temptation, it gets more difficult to get out of temptation. What appears harmless at first eventually becomes Deadly. How are you feeling right now? Pretty joyful? So far, this message about temptation doesn't sound very hopeful, does it? Temptation is persistent, and it is progressive. The demons are persistently casting temptations into your line and my line of vision. And once sin takes a hold, it will simply mushroom. But these are not the last words of temptation. There is indeed hope for you and me. Because not only is temptation persistent and progressive, but victory over temptation is possible. This victory over temptation is promised in the final verse of our text in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Listen to these words God is faithful. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Now, before I get into a little bit more detail on that, let me assure you about one thing. One of the common things that I hear as a pastor often when somebody succumbs to temptation, they quote verse 13 of chapter 10. And they say to me, Pastor, God didn't do what he promised me he was going to do. He promises that he will never tempt me with more than I can handle. And I said, yep. You're right. He does say that. And then they always say, see, he gave me more than I could do. I fell the temptation. And after your mind, I said, that's not God's doing. God gave you everything and gives you and me everything we need to put a stop to the temptation in front of us. It's still going to come because the devil doesn't stop. We saw that with his temptation of Jesus. He kept coming after him and he keeps coming after you and me. But God gives you and me the escape. That's what verse 13 tells us. God provides the way of escape that you may be able to endure the temptation. But so often, what we do is we don't take the escape. Because it's easier just to succumb to the temptation. But victory over temptation is possible because of what Lent is all about. Do you all know what Lent is all about? Want to take a stab at it? Be bold. Shout out what you think Lent is all about. Mercy? Okay, that's good. What else? Okay, use that here, repentance, giving up something, dropping to my knees. That's not what Lent's about. Lent is simply about Jesus. And Jesus has conquered temptation for you and me. Note in this verse, verse 13, that the one who accomplishes the victory over temptation is not you and me. It is God himself and God alone. God is the one who's faithful. God is the one who will not allow you to be tempted beyond your ability. God is the one who provides the escape. God is the subject of all these verbs. He is the one who does the action. God in Christ is the one who gains the victory for you and me over temptation. Jesus defeated temptation by entering into the ring with it. He came to temptation's territory when he fasted for 40 days in the desert. And the devil threw all the artillery of of temptation at Jesus through his whole life. And ultimately, to the places of Gethsemane, Gabbatha, and Golgotha. Hebrews 4.15 says that Jesus was tempted in every respect that we are, with the temptations of lust, of greed, of power, and selfishness. But that's where the similarity with us stops. Because the verse goes on to say that he was tempted yet without sin. And this means that although Jesus was tempted to sin, he was not overtaken by sin. He was not overcome by temptation so that he succumbed to and submitted to it. In the very face of temptation, our Lord prevailed over temptation. He is the only human being who can make the claim of winning over temptation every single time. But he claims it not for himself. He claims it for you and for me. He resisted temptations to sin perfectly in order to credit his perfect sinless life to you and me, to our spiritual bankrupt accounts. And then he assumed the penalty for our transgressions, our submission to temptation, by suffering and dying on the cross, thereby paying the wages of our sin with his death. In Christ, you and I have victory, victory over temptation. And we have that in two ways. First, when you and I fall into temptation and we succumb to its sin, through repentance, you and I receive forgiveness of that sin. Remember Ash Wednesday, just last Wednesday? If you were here, do you remember the message? That those who truly repent receive God's message, God's mercy. And this is why you and I engage this topic of repentance in view of God's mercy. As you and I travel down the the highway of life, we may be distracted in our driving by temptations that allure us and deter us from the direction that God has for you and me. But when we renew our focus to God and on his mercy, he pardons our waywardness and restores our relationship with him. This is what our text means when it says that with the temptation, God will also provide the way of escape. Again, verse 13. But the text says even more. It says that God will also provide you with the ability to endure the temptation. Same verse, verse 13. This means that when you or I face Sinful temptations, God will empower us to say no every single time. And He does this by keeping you focused on Him and His mercy. You drive through this life in view of God's mercy. And that mercy and that grace of God sustains you in the midst of temptation. In view of God's mercy, you and I can say no to sinful lusts and desires. In view of God's mercy, you and I can focus on Christ and in his, his purposes for us. We are not distracted from him. But as the writer of Hebrews twelve two says, we fix our eyes on Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. And so you and I travel. We travel through this life with our eyes fixed on the road, the path of righteousness, centered in Jesus Christ. We are not distracted by the temptation or deterred by Satan's attacks. Instead, we keep God's mercy in view. Know, please, know that he is faithful And he will provide that escape that you need from every treachery of temptation. That is his assurance to you with an exclamation point. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for your gift of your son. So that we can focus on on you, on him as we face the temptations of this world, the temptations from the devil, the temptations of everything that falls in front of us, so that we can sit back and say, get behind me, Satan. I've got Jesus. My eyes are on him. In his name, amen. Would you please rise for prayer? Let us pray, Almighty and merciful God, we approach your throne of grace tonight as those who are prone to wander into sin, because of the temptations of the evil one. When we face the temptations of the devil, who entices us to doubt and deny your true word, keep our eyes on Jesus, who conquered Satan in the wilderness and on the cross. When we face the temptations of the flesh, our sinful appetites and lusts. Keep our eyes on Jesus, who lived purely as our substitute and Savior. When we face the temptations of the world, our sinful pride and the quest for more possessions, keep our eyes on Jesus, who provides for all we need in this life and the life to come. When temptations come alluring, make us patient and enduring. We praise you that you are faithful and that with every temptation you provide a way of escape. Fill us with your spirit so that we will say no to sin and yes to righteousness. Lead us us away from temptation and deliver us from evil. All these things we pray in the name of Jesus who triumphed over temptation. May the merciful God who is faithful and provides the way of escape from temptation and sin empower you to live according to his good and gracious will through Jesus Christ to whom be the glory forever. We sing we fall down. seated. do we have any announcements tonight? Um, if you keep your bulletin, you'll see that the theme is for the next few weeks, next one two three. and next four weeks. Uh, like next week is suffering, mercy and suffering. The following week will be uh, mercy and betrayal, and then mercy and relationships, and then mercy and service. And that'll bring us to Holy Week with Palm Sunday and Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and then Easter, all dealing with mercy, too. And so we'll, we'll tackle that as we get closer to that. Um, invite your friends to come and hear a little bit about mercy, have a little bit of dinner or not. And uh, just a reminder about this Sunday, um, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, we have the Capel uh, Choir from Concordia. Um, Chicago, and uh, bring your neighbors to that, too, and it's their acapella, and uh, we should be blessed incredibly. And there's a potluck that night, Sunday at night, also, too. Let us go in peace, and remember, God provides your escape.